thirteenth chapter of Vayikra deals with what is commonly called leprosy, and probably more correctly, uh, some kind of scale disease. And the Torah says that in the very first verse, Hashem Moshe Aaron, God spoke to Moshe and Aaron, and Aaron being the Kohen, the priest. And the long chapter describes uh, a situation where somebody is afflicted with some kind of scale disease, has certain uh, signs or symptoms of the disease, and the Kohen is to look at the person and determine whether the person, in fact, is infected with the disease, in which case that person is Tamei, uh, or whether the person is not, whether this is uh, something other than scale disease, in which the person is Tahar. And the verb that appears throughout this chapter is vira'ah. The Kohen shall see, for example, in verse number uh, three, vira'ah, Kohen atanega, etc. And the Torah describes the various kinds of uh, appearances somebody might come, various shades of white, uh, and depending on the kind of uh, shade, whether it appears to be uh, appears to be deeper than the skin or not, the Kohen will determine whether the person is Tamei or Tahar. Sometimes the person is obviously Tamei. Sometimes it's not clear, in which case the person is quarantined or confined. That's called Hesker. And at the end of the period of seven days, the Kohen again will see and make a determination whether the person is Tamei or Tahar. And that basically is the subject matter of this long chapter 13, and the different kinds of appearances and the different potential uh, afflictions the person might had, might have, and the Cohen makes this determination. Now, when I say the Cohen makes the determination, what's interesting is that it would appear from the Torah, certainly from the uh, chapter that it is later, that it's not just that the Cohen is determining whether, based on the symptoms, the person is a Mitzorah, but actually the person is not a Mitzorah until the Kohen determines it. Later on, the Torah speaks not only of a person affected by this kind of disease, but the Torah speaks of a garments which could be affected by the disease as well. And later, at the end of chapter 14, the Torah speaks even of a house that can be affected uh, by this kind of e- eruptive plague. In chapter 14, verse 34, So when you come into the land, it would appear that this particular plague is essentially uh, relevant only when you come into the land. So the Torah says that if somebody who has, someone has a home, comes and tells the Kohen, it appears, perhaps, that I have a nega, an affliction, in my house. So there's such a thing as Tzorat Habayit. Our chapter doesn't deal with Tzorat Habayit, it deals with Tzorat of the person or the garment. 
So the Torah says that in that case, the Kohen, B'tzivah Kohen, Ufinu Atabayit, the house is emptied out of its possessions. P'terem Yavah Kohen, Lerot Etanega, V'lo Yitzmah Kolasher Babayit. So the Torah says that in that case, the Kohen commands that objects be taken out of the house before the Kohen comes to examine the house. If the Kohen examines the house, and this house is found to be a house which has Torah, then everything in the house will be destroyed. So to avoid that, the Kohen commands that prior to his entering into the house and making this determination, the house should be emptied of its, of its possessions, of its furniture. Now, obviously, if the determination of the Kohen was simply a kind of scientific uh, observation, is in fact the house leprous or not, then presumably it wouldn't really matter if the house were emptied out prior to the Kohen getting there. If in fact the house is, has this contagious illness, then everything in the house should be uh, subject to the rules of the leprous house. The fact is that it would appear from Torah Tabayit that the Kohen is not simply figuring out whether or not it is Tzaruah, but the Kohen actually determines. The statement of the Kohen determines whether or not it is Tzaruah. And if that is true of the Bayit, we can presume, I think, that it certainly may be true of, 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 the, of the person as well. It's interesting that this idea that the Kohen makes the determination is, I think, responded to by a story that we read later in the Bible. And the story is the story of the general whose name is Naaman. Naaman is an Aramean general, very successful general. And he lives, uh, and the Arameans are the enemy of the Jews in the Book of Kings. And the Book of Kings tells us, Sefer Mulachim tells us that this uh, general, Naaman, who was a great warrior, was stricken with, with Tarat. He had in his house a young girl who served as, uh, <coughs> who worked, oh, been captured uh, by the Arameans. And this young girl worked in the house together with, she was an attendant to Naaman's wife. And this girl says to her, her mistress, Naaman's wife, that um, I know there is somebody in the land of Israel who can cure your leprosy. There's a prophet in the land of Israel who can cure Naaman's, uh, I call it leprosy. It's not actually leprosy, but typically it's called leprosy, his illness. And the, the prophet spoken of is the prophet Elisha, who plays a very central role in Sefer Mulachim. So Naaman speaks to the king, and the king contacts the king of Israel, and Naaman is sent to come to the house of Elisha, comes with his whole retinue, and um, he stands in front of the house together with his entourage. He uh, parks his entourage before the house of Elisha, and Elisha sends a messenger out to Naaman. And he says to Naaman, this is in the second book of Kings, chapter 5, he says to Naaman through a messenger, Go and bathe seven times in the Jordan, and your 
your skin will be uh, restored. And when Naaman gets this message, he gets very angry. He says, Hineomarti Eli I thought he would come out, perhaps he would wave his hand over the place of the affliction and the, and the tzarat would disappear. This whole production. Why should I go bathe in the Jordan? We have rivers where I come from as well. Hello, Tov, Amano, Parpar, Narota, Mesek, Mikome, May Israel. We have bigger rivers than, 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 than you have. So Naaman is very upset, but his people say to him, listen, what's the big deal? If he told you to do something difficult, you would do it. This isn't so difficult. So go to the Yarden, bathe, and let's see what happens. So Naaman, of course, goes to the Jordan. He bathes there, and he's completely healed. Now, the point of the story, presumably, is that it's a counter to what we read in the Chumash. In the Chumash, one gets the sense that the determinant whether or not one is cured is the uh, Kohen. That's the Kohen's role. The story of Naaman, though, presents us with a different approach to this question of Tzarat. At the end of the day, says the Book of Kings, purification is not a function of, of, of a third party. To be purified, to remove the Tzarat, that's up to the one who was afflicted. Bathe seven times in the Jordan, perhaps because the Jordan, of course, is the boundary of Israel. One might say, bathe in the sacred waters of the Jordan, and you will be cured. The cure will come directly to you, not through an intermediary, but the cure will come by, the, by God through the sacred waters, which will affect the cure, but it's something you have to do yourself. Don't come to me. I'm not going to wave my hand, but you have the opportunity and the ability to cure yourself. So the Parsha, of course, uh, suggests something different. The Parsha suggests, it doesn't actually contradict this thought, but it certainly suggests that the Kohen is the determinant as to whether one is pure or impure. One could even think the Kohen can cause the impurity to go away. And the story of Naaman, the narrative and responding to this says that's not the case. The, the cure uh, at the end of the day comes from the person himself or herself who makes the effort to, uh, to remove this tzarat.